Welcome, savvy listeners, to another episode of Snippets of Knowledge. Are you ready to unlock the secrets of prosperity and success? Today, we're delving deep into a true treasure trove, the classic tome, The Richest Man in Babylon, by none other than George S. Clayson. This book, my friends, is not just a read, it's a journey through time-tested financial principles that have transformed countless lives. So, whether you're looking to pad your purse or build an empire, stay tuned as we unravel the golden wisdom that has stood the test of time. Let's get that knowledge and make it work for us. In The Richest Man in Babylon, George S. Clayson lays out what he calls the five laws of gold, a set of principles that are as relevant today as they were in the ancient city of Babylon. Let's dive into these golden rules, shall we? The first law states, Gold cometh gladly and in increasing quantity to any man who will put by not less than one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and that of his family. This ancient advice is the cornerstone of personal finance. Save at least 10% of everything you earn. It's not just about saving. It's about building for the future, creating a safety net that ensures you and your loved ones will be taken care of. Moving on to the second law. Gold laboreth diligently and contentedly for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment. This means that your money should not just sit there, it needs to work for you. Invest it wisely, and it'll grow steadily over time. The key here is finding those profitable opportunities which requires knowledge and wisdom. The third law brings a cautionary note. Gold clingeth to the protection of the cautious owner who invests it under the advice of men wise in its handling. Seek counsel from those who know how to handle money, financial advisors, cautious investors, who've shown through their actions that they understand the ins and outs of wealth management. The fourth law could be considered a reminder to keep learning. Gold slippeth away from the man who invested in businesses or purposes with which he is not familiar or which are not approved by those skilled in its keep. Never pour your hard-saved gold into ventures you don't understand or that come without the endorsement of those with a proven record in the field. And finally, the fifth law of gold warns about impulse and folly. Gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trusts it to his own inexperience and romantic desires in investment. There are no shortcuts to wealth. High returns come with high risks— and often the promise of impossible earnings is nothing but a siren call leading you to financial disaster. In essence, these five principles from The Richest Man in Babylon encapsulate the essence of prudent financial management. Save diligently, invest wisely, get advice from the knowledgeable, stick to what you know, and avoid too-good-to-be-true schemes. It's by practicing these laws that we can build and maintain wealth, ensuring not only our comfort but also that of future generations. Let's take these pearls of ancient wisdom and apply them to our modern lives to secure our own financial legacies. Let's roll up our sleeves and explore the seven cures for a lean purse as offered by the richest man in Babylon. These principles aren't just pieces of advice. They are strategies that when applied can lead to financial stability and growth. First up, the cure that most resonates with everyone is start thy purse to fattening. It's about saving, setting aside at least one-tenth of your earnings, Picture this, you work hard every day, but there's never enough. By saving just a little off the top, before you spend anything, you're building a cushion for yourself. The second cure is control thy expenditures. A Clayson tells us to budget for our necessary expenses and stick to it, avoiding frivolous spending. We've all been guilty of splurges that felt good in the moment, 
but hurt when the bills rolled in. Now we move to the third. Make thy gold multiply. Your savings are important, but they must be put to work. Invest wisely, ensuring your money grows and serves you in the future, just as you serve to earn it initially. Coming in at number four is guard thy treasures from loss. Protect your capital at all costs. Avoid investments that seem too good to be true because they probably are. Seek advice from those experienced in handling money wisely. Our fifth cure is make of thy dwelling a profitable investment. Owning your own home is a step towards financial stability. It stops money from going into someone else's pocket as rent and instead builds your own financial foundation. The sixth is ensure a future income. You've got to think about the future, your retirement, and the possibility of no longer being able to earn. Setting up investments that will continue to provide income later on is crucial. Lastly, the seventh cure, increase thy ability to earn. Continue to learn and improve your skills, making yourself more valuable in the market. The more proficient you are, the more opportunities you have to earn. Each of these cures isn't just about holding tight to your money, but about making it work for you. A thin purse doesn't stay thin by magic. It requires action, intention, and maybe a bit of discipline. But the outcome is financial security, and quite possibly, wealth beyond just the monetary kind. So, let's talk about the five laws of gold from the richest man in Babylon, and how they can help us make our money work for us, ensuring a steady flow of income. The first law of gold is simple. Gold comes gladly, and in increasing quantity, to any person who is willing to put at least a tenth of their earnings aside to create an estate for their future and that of their family. In other words, save 10% of your income. Now, we've all heard about saving money, but are we diligent in actually doing it? Stashing away a slice of your earnings might mean the difference between living paycheck to paycheck and building a cushion that can help you grow your wealth. The second law emphasizes that gold labors diligently and contentedly for the wise owner who finds profitable employment for it. So, if you're saving that 10%, don't just let it sit under the mattress. Invest it. Gold, or in our case, money, should work for us. Whether it's investing in stocks, bonds, a small business, or real estate, the idea is to make your money multiply. Thirdly, gold clings to the protection of the cautious owner who invests it under the advice of those skilled in its handling. This law reminds us to be smart about our investments, Seek out advisors or educate yourself before jumping into any venture. It is not enough to just invest. We have to invest wisely. The fourth law tells us that gold slips away from the person who invests it in businesses or purposes with which they're not familiar or that are not approved by those skilled in its keep. In modern terms, don't chase after the next big thing unless you truly understand what you're getting into. The hype around a new investment opportunity might be tempting, but knowledge is a safer bet than novelty. And finally, the fifth law warns that gold flees the person who would force it to impossible earnings, or who follows the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers, or who trusts it to their own inexperience and romantic desires in investment. High returns might sound appealing, but they often come with high risks. The law reminds us to avoid being seduced by promises of quick riches and to be realistic about what our investments can yield. Understanding and applying these laws is like planting seeds. If you tend to them, water them, and give them the right amount of sunlight, they'll grow into a golden garden of wealth. As we become diligent in saving, wise in investing, cautious in our choices, educated in our ventures, and skeptical of too-good-to-be-true schemes, we'll see our financial situation improve and ensure that golden stream of income for our future.
Speaking of luck, the richest man in Babylon gives us an intriguing perspective on this often elusive concept. The book implies that we have more control over our fortune than we might think. Instead of leaving it all to chance or waiting for the stars to align, it champions the idea of creating our own luck. How? Through making informed decisions and seizing opportunities as they arise. You see, in ancient Babylon, the goddess of good luck was said to smile upon those who took action. It wasn't the gamblers and the wishful thinkers who found themselves blessed by fortune, but rather those who worked diligently and used their smarts to create opportunities. It hints at a deeper truth, doesn't it? That our best bet for being lucky is to consistently do the legwork, stay educated, and make the most of each situation. Think about it. We all know someone who seems to be always in the right place at the right time. But if you look closer, isn't it more often than not their foresight, planning, and readiness to jump at the right opportunity that sets them apart? In Babylon and beyond, the book reminds us to be craftsmen of our own fate and architects of our own prosperity. So let's be proactive about our financial destiny. Let's be the ones who attract the good graces of the goddess of good luck. In The Richest Man in Babylon, we're introduced to Rodan, the bronze worker who received a windfall of gold. Faced with requests from friends and family to borrow his wealth, Rodan finds himself in a dilemma that is all too familiar even in our modern day. Today's banking systems are built on the fundamentals of credit and trust, elements that were just as relevant in Babylonian times. The key takeaway from Rodan's predicament is the responsibility that comes with lending money. He seeks advice and learns not just to consider his trust in the borrower, but also their ability to repay the loan, a principle that governs the world of credit today. This story reminds us that lending money should not be based solely on emotions or relationships, but on sound judgment and the assurance of the borrower's success in repaying the debt. Rodan's story is a classic example of the wisdom in being cautious and wise with money lending, a lesson many of us can apply when facing similar decisions in the modern economy. By balancing generosity with wisdom, we create a financial ecosystem built on trustworthiness and reliability, just as the gold lenders of Babylon did. Just like the ancient city of Babylon was famed for its colossal walls, which were built to protect its populace and wealth from invasions, so too should we build formidable walls around our finances. The book, The Richest Man in Babylon, presents this idea in an evocative metaphor, urging us to consider the importance of financial security in our lives. Securing our wealth isn't just about growing our savings, it's also about safeguarding them from the unexpected. This is where the concept of insurance comes into play. Insurance acts as a modern-day wall, defending us from potential financial calamities that can arise from health issues, accidents, or natural disasters. By having a solid insurance plan, we effectively create a buffer against the unforeseen, ensuring that our hard-earned money isn't eroded by unfortunate events. Remember, it's not just about accumulating wealth, it's equally about protecting it. Just as the Babylonians took pride in their impregnable walls, we too can take pride in the smart and strategic financial defenses we set up. Secure your treasures, fortify your financial walls, and rest easier knowing that your assets are well protected. Insurance isn't just an expense, it's an investment in peace of mind and in securing the prosperity we work so diligently to build. Let's talk about bouncing back from rock bottom, as disclosed in the tale of the camel trader of Babylon. How does one recover from financial ruin? It's about the grit and tenacity needed to face adversity. This story unpacks the essence of perseverance 
demonstrating that setbacks are not the end of one's wealth journey, but mere obstacles. Imagine losing it all, yet finding the courage to start from scratch. The camel trader did just that. He epitomized the mindset of viewing loss as a temporary setback rather than a permanent state. From his experience, we learn the power in starting anew, making intelligent choices, and being steadfast in our pursuit of regaining wealth. Most importantly, this narrative imparts the crucial lesson that the foundation for recovery is not just hard work, but also a robust mindset. It's not about the gold we have lost, but about the gold we plan to earn. By embodying the spirit of the camel trader, we can embrace the idea that every ending is a chance to write a new beginning, armed with the wisdom of the past to fortify our future fortunes. In ancient Babylon, long before the convenience of digital spreadsheets and banking apps, the wisdom of financial planning was carved into clay tablets. These tablets served as ledgers, detailing the income and expenses of Babylon's citizens, a system not so different from the budgeting tools we use today. They recorded transactions, property, and even simple interest loans, providing a clear picture of one's financial standing. Fast forward to modern times, the principles captured on those tablets are still astoundingly relevant. They remind us of the importance of tracking our finances, understanding where our treasure flows, and making intentional decisions about spending and saving. Every swipe of our card, every tap on our budgeting app echoes the meticulous record-keeping of the Babylonians. So what can these ancient artifacts teach us? That budgeting is a practice as old as civilization itself. It's about creating a plan for your money, ensuring you can meet your needs, invest in your future, and avoid the pitfalls of overspending. By studying these clay tablets, we're reminded of a timeless lesson. The act of recording and reviewing your financial habits is foundational to building and maintaining wealth. Let's take that lesson to heart, just as the richest men and women of Babylon did thousands of years ago. Let's turn to the tale of Sharu Nada, often hailed as the luckiest man in Babylon. But his story isn't just one of chance. It's a saga of sheer perseverance. Sharu Nada didn't start with a silver spoon. He faced adversities and setbacks that would have discouraged the stoutest of hearts. He began as a humble merchant, but encountered misfortunes that wiped out his resources. However, rather than accept defeat, Sharunada demonstrated extraordinary resilience. He looked at his missteps not as failures, but as valuable lessons. With each lesson learned, he grew wiser and more determined. This resolve paid off. Sharunada kept pushing forward, building his enterprises, always with an eye on the long game. He didn't just recoup his losses, he far surpassed his original wealth. Sharunada's success was no accident. It was the result of his relentless determination to overcome obstacles and seize the opportunities before him. Indeed, he embodied the message that being the luckiest often means being the most persistent. His journey is a compelling illustration of the fact that in finance, as in life, perseverance is the true backbone of success. And as we reach the end of this journey through the golden streets of Babylon, it's evident that the wisdom enclosed in those ancient parables is as relevant today as it was thousands of years ago. The financial lessons from the richest man in Babylon transcend time and culture, offering us universal truths about wealth creation, preservation, and enjoyment. Whether it's saving a portion of our income, investing wisely, or learning to discern between good and bad financial advice, these principles are foundational to achieving financial stability and prosperity in our own lives. Thank you for joining me on Snippets of Knowledge. If these insights have sparked your interest, 
I encourage you to delve into the full tales and absorb all the rich wisdom they have to offer. Until next time, keep weaving your own tapestry of wealth and wisdom, and may your purse always be full. Be 